We should do a fucking couples trip to Japan, dude. Just throwing it out there. Uh, what's your one. biggest fear? Us like getting in a huge fight. If there is a cross party fight, like that you is and Hillary fight, really fighting. bad. Sierra and you would never fight. I don't think so. And I don't. By the way, I don't think Hillary and I would ever fight. Yeah, I would say, say that you and Hillary, for some reason, are more likely to probably. Fight. I think if, we're just if, a little more combative, just as people. Maybe it's possible. Yes. But how would you handle it? <laughs> I'd be holding my like big fucking like girly ass drink. I'd be like, guys, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Popping out from the bamboo shoots that are in my drink. Come on, guys. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Oops Podcast, we're back. I'm Francis. This is Julio. Oh, yeah. Welcome aboard. What's popping? You're wearing a uh, commemorative USS Franklin hat i'm wearing a like your grandfather hat the, but like your grandfather who likely is no longer alive yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the world war ii sort of like commemorative hat it's kind of cool I, I i'm really about it i kind of like it my new thing is to bring these back dude so tell us where you got that i got this at the uh fdr home national historic site is that up in upstate new york yes what's the pl- hyde park, hyde park. Yep. Uh, for my birthday, I decided I would do a, uh, I, so we had a rental car for this wedding this weekend, which I'm excited to tell you guys about this story too, about, uh, you know, the sort of booby trap wedding for Hill Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's some good material. (laughs) Um, but rented a car, decided I would continue, uh, to keep on pace for my national park aspirations of going to all 423. That number will slightly increase as time goes on as well. So need to do, I'm trying to do like 15 plus a year. I'm at 11 right now. Wow. National park registered units, which is different than national parks. Get those units. But national parks fall underneath the umbrella. I've talked about this a million times. Anyway, drove up there by myself, had a great time. Uh, went to FDR's uh, childhood home and just home in general. It's cool. His wife's home, which is like down the street. You can actually hike between the two. Which oh, wow. I chose not to do. It was just going to take a little too long. His wife, who was a related cousin. Yeah, f- five cousin, five removed or whatever. Well, I don't think it was that much. That's what the guy said yesterday. But he might have said it in some way where you guys mean the same they thing. They weren't, they were blood related. I know, but but like five times removed still means you're blood related though. Okay. Like, does that mean fifth cousin? I've never really understood the removed thing. Either have I. And Hillary's tried to explain it to me, and I still don't get it. It would almost be like we would need an actual family tree. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen a real family tree? Like, yes, but not. It'd be kind I of fun to, to draw one. Yeah, I, I just, I like wouldn't know how. Have you ever drawn a tree? I have. I haven't done that in a while. It's been a while. I was pretty good at it, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, I went on these, and then I went to the Vanderbilt Mansion as well. One thing that's annoying about these sort of like house-centric sites is that in order to go inside, you need to take a tour. Mm. And the tour just really drags, dude. Jesus. It could take 10 minutes. It takes an hour. There's typically very old people on the tour, which is fine, but it just moves slowly. And there's always this like 15-minute orientation outside of the thing where the guy just talks to you. it's always hot. It's always sunny. Right. So- 
broad uh, sun. So it's annoying. And the grounds are always really nice. So I'm always kind of like, I don't need to even go in. But this time I was like, dude, you're here. I've started to have FOMO about the times where I didn't go in. Uh, so I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And I did. And I actually learned some interesting stuff. You want to hear some good tidbits? More than anything in the world. you may or may not already know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So even though it was like obvious that FDR couldn't walk at all, Everybody kind of played along with the idea that he could, including the media, which I find interesting. Like, yeah, that's right. The media is like, we'll let him have this one. You know what I mean? So what he'd do is he would build his own wheelchairs out of real chairs so that when he would take a photo seated, it would look like he was sitting and not that he was in a wheelchair. Oh, which is interesting. that is interesting. Another good one, when like foreign dignitaries or whatever would come over uh, to meet or whatever, the Secret Service guys on the property would make his shoes dirty and put to them make near it the seem door. as though he'd been walking. He'd been out walking in the morning. Wow. Which I was like, damn, that's crazy. I mean, that's a guy who was very insecure about his uh, lack of mobility, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you it must know? have been, like, how do you get so much done uh, and b b while spending so much time being insecure about that? I mean, I understand why you would be insecure about that. As a politician, you don't want to look weak. Right. Um, another thing that they did during his administration, they stopped the kind of dust bowl in the Midwest that was ripping up all the prize soil by just planting a bill like a hundred thousand trees or something wow that was like a thing they did Is that the part beginning. of the new deal i believe so yeah so a lot of those initiatives right were were to sort of curb the horrible depression right. and it was all work that stemmed from the effort to to try to turn the turn things country around. around totally he's sort of i mean lincoln is usually number one Washington is often given to, but FDR is top three or four president yeah, ever. Hard to argue against that. Yeah. He's up there for sure. And it, I remember learning uh, that, of course, he was the only president to exceed the two terms. Yeah. Uh, and I remember thinking at the time when I heard that, wow, what a power hungry tyrant. <laughs> and yet nobody in history has ever had any problem with it. And I guess my dad always said, oh, well, it was an extraordinary time. World War Two, yeah, depression, right. all of that. So everyone just said, "Nope, you're sticking around." I don't think term limits existed until after his presidency. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, Ryan can check that. But I'm I'm fairly certain the term limit thing began. After but it was that. highly suggested if there had been a precedent for over, you know, 150 years of presidents, right? That no one had ever done leaving it. after two terms. Totally. Okay. Um. By the way, if you're interested in this sort of thing, there. Our good friend Shane Gillis had Louis C.K. on his podcast, Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast, and all they did was talk about the presidents. Oh, that's, that's and it's it, they did four parts of it, and it's wow. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Louis, uh, he's like a historian. Grasp of history is like uh, it's unlike anything I've ever heard. Crazy, and he makes it funny, and it's it's awesome. So give that a listen. That's sick. I would definitely listen to that, yeah. um, dude. So what? One of the tour guides. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a thing about getting old. I don't know if there's like a physical thing to it or it's like you can't hear. So you don't think other people hear. But like our tour guide just kept farting, dude. Come on. Like ripping them. You're not serious. I'm dead like five times just ripping farts. What do dude. you mean? And I'm picturing sort of uh, marble staircases so that they reverberate. So, okay. In the, in the, this Were was they a, reverberating? Yeah, this is at the FDR home, which is not marbly. It's not. It's not? Is no. Is it wooden floors? Very kind of like... Yeah. Like, so you could step on a wooden floor, which would creak, and then let one go, which would make you think you were covering it up. 
I don't think he even, he literally just like stepped a couple steps to the side when we were outside and just started blasting, dude. And you, you could hear it. Very, very clearly. <laughs> dude, to the point, this is funny. I look at this, so this kid and his dad were next to me and we hear it. It was like startling. It was like very, very loud. And I started laughing. <laughs> I, I started laughing out loud. And I thought certainly this like other kid is going to bond with me over this. And he just like got uncomfortable and looked away. What a he loser. Didn't make eye contact. He probably plays some kind of woodwind instrument. <laughs> what a pussy, dude. Yeah, what a loser. If you can't laugh at a <laughs> fart joke when you're a kid, you're doomed. Dude, I know. I was like, bro, what's your problem? I bet um, you he plays instruments. So, dude, I wish there was a way to make this shit less uh, boring for people because it's so fun and cool and like beautiful and the mm. nature's beautiful. They always take care of the grounds really well. And then you just like end up in this boring ass tour, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a good one. Guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. So it was fun. I had a fun birthday. Dude, then Hill Dog took me to an incredible omakase, dude. Oh, Best one I've ever had. Where? Uh, it's called Teru, Sushi Teru, T-E-R-U. In uh, West Village ish area, like on Hudson Street. Yeah. Uh, like right before you kind of get towards the end of it on the north side of it. You know, I got to tell you, Julia. It was exceptional. The city of New York might want to consider putting a limit on the amount of sushi restaurants. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. It, it, because, first of all, you go on the. Um, I don't. I want to hear more about this, yeah. but you go on the Michelin guide of, of all the top, you know, Michelin starred and Michelin plate gourmet, all that, whatever ranked restaurants in new york city and I, it's it felt like almost half of them were sushi restaurants i know it's insane and i understand that uh you know really artisanal and, and sushi is it's a craft that it it shows well like if you're totally, a really good totally. sh- the level of precision all of that you know it, it almost lends itself to haute cuisine more totally. than any other cuisine i would that say and like french food for some yeah. reason, are like always at the top of all the Michelin lists. Right, right. But even so, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Dude. Speaking of FDR, I, I mean, <laughs> the wounds are healed, but the scars are still there. And I just think, yeah, okay, great, fine, Japan, good. You know, glad you're glad you're with us, but uh, we don't need to. We don't need to. You know, really stretch it too far. <laughs> Let's not stretch the bonds of that friendship too far. Let's not have a sushi restaurant on every block. Well, this is that, is, is that bad to say? Probably. I mean, I know you're not being serious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think he's gonna. I'm not like worried about it. But, no, no. Um, but dude, this place was really good. It was really a standout, and I'll tell you why. The, I had never heard of like the vast majority of the fish that we were eating. It was shit I'd never heard of, and to the point where like. I like to, whenever I go to like an omakase, I'll try to take pictures of it. Not that I'll ever look at them ever again. Mm-hmm. And I don't post them, obviously, but it's fun. You know what I mean? It's a treat for me. Like, 
Uh, so anyway, a lot of they would show us the picture of the actual fish on an iPad, and be like this. And like sometimes they they'd be like, "All right, we're gonna put the picture of the fish and the name in your picture because we know that you'll never be able to remember this." Oh wow! And this is like a really dope fish. Cool. Uh, so anyway, dude, it was amazing, and I'm starting to feel like guilty. Hill dog went too hard for my birthday, dude. I get that feeling too. And I didn't. I thought that I did a night. I thought that I was nice for her birthday. Uh, and you know, I, I did my whole little thing, but I don't know. I just can't compete. Girls are, women are better people than men. <laughs> they are certainly more generous. I, I completely agree with the sentiment, but dude, she, across the board, she put me under the underwater. I mean, she spent more money. She got more thoughtful, specific things that I need. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't compete even the meal. I, I suspect that the meal that I took her for was less expensive than the meal that she took me for. Not that it matters, but like I still feel like if we I know, were I know what you mean. Keeping score, the, I lose. The, there's this. I have this fear where if I were to meet the standard that Sierra has set with her lavish birthday setups for me, then all of a sudden it becomes this arms race where <laughs> we're just yeah, it's the space race to the moon of of birthdays. <laughs> and if I meet that standard, then now that's where the bar is. Uh-huh. You know, uh, inflation be damned, recession be damned, whatever. There's no uh, outside force on the economy that would allow me to get away with, you know, s- stepping backwards in terms of the birthday. So, um, again, this year did my best. I proposed, <laughs> uh, got her the most expensive present I've ever gotten her. So I got, I dodged a bullet in a way, mm-hmm. right? But um, next year, I'm back on the hook. Are you back in there? Yeah. Um. So let me tell you what she got me. So yes, yes, yes. Obviously took me to this really nice dinner. Got me a cake. Lovely. What kind of cake? Uh, Momofuku. Oh, yeah? The, yeah? the milk bar cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I do really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but dude, I'm like, I'm caked out, dude. You're a little caked out. I got to throw the rest of that out, yeah. uh, most likely. Dude, come over, bro. It's, it's okay. yours if you, you want. You can freeze them, I think, too. Ah, dude. We did that once, by the way. Have I told you this? No. What happened? <laughs> One time, I, I had this incredible carrot cake. For my birthday and we only ate half of it as a party it was a big cur- cur- uh, carrot cake and then we said okay well let's freeze it we froze it and it sat in our freezer like a dead body for <laughs> six months to a year and i it took up so much space and every time i opened the freezer to get ice or whatever i would see this half carrot cake like my god <laughs> what are we saving that for right. what's the day in our lives awesome. where we say well we've got a carrot cake a frozen carrot cake, right? So how do you even defrost it? Do you, just, you bring it out and bring it to room temperature. Do you is, you don't move it to the fridge? You Could may you do. do you may do. You I could. can't remember. You do that with meat. You put it in so the fridge. So it comes down a little slower. Yes, but, but with the carrot cake, we actually, uh-huh. if you can believe this, we actually did defrost it someday. Wow. Was I don't even remember occasion? why. I don't remember what it was, but it was a long time later, and... When we did that, we each had one slice, and then we threw the rest out. Yeah, <laughs> and it was such an unnecessary bullshit. I don't even know. You know, if you're gonna defr- freeze a cake, I think you've got to cut it up into individual pieces and then freeze those, and then you can take them out one at a time. That's interesting. Might be the play. Our freezer is a little temperamental. Mm. Like occasionally, it'll just like stop being frozen. Mm-hmm. Every four or five months. <laughs> so it's just really a risk to like put anything oh, no. important in there. But again, dude, if the cake melted or whatever, I'd just be like, whatever, dude. Yeah, right. Throw that shit out. Cakes are big. All right, um, sorry. Okay. Keep going. No, no, I keep sorry. interrupting you. No, no, sorry. sorry. Dude, this is your day. It's the nature of the pod. It is, mm. not, it is not my day. 
Um, it was your day, your birthday. Um, it 34. was. 36. Oh, my God. I'm way off. I'm 36 years <laughs> Sorry old, about that. You are youthful. You're youthful in your appearance, in your spirit. In no way would I have thought you're a 36-year-old. Oh, thanks, dude. I'm not that worried about appearing to be one. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I do appreciate that. It's very nice. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like like the idea of getting older a little bit. You do? Kind of, yeah. Hmm. I just know that between now and the time where I continue to achieve older and older ages, I hope to live a lot of life. And your brain is your best quality. And like my current brain is superior to every other form of my brain that's ever existed. Every of every year of yeah. your brain. Yeah. You know, that's nice until it starts to deteriorate. I know. At which point just put a bullet in my fucking head, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that too, except I do my grandmother, um, my only remaining. Well, no, I have a, I have a step grandmother, but she's very much a grandmother. Uh, but my, my dad's mom is the only remaining blood grandparent and she's 92 nice and she is really losing her memory really yeah and it's sad except that she's very happy right i don't think she's scared of the sort of unfamiliarity around her mm-hmm. uh she's a little embarrassed by it and will apologize for it. ah sorry your name uh whatever Mm -hmm. but she's aware of her brain slipping and then her day my guess has a simplicity to it Mm. uh i don't know i don't know but there is a there is a i think there's a way to have your mind go where in a way it just sort of it creates a little bit more of a peace around softens the blow i don't know yeah i know it's the thing i think about where it's like, if I was just completely with it, and I'm like, I am dying right now, mm-hmm. that's like fucking nuts. Yeah. You were out at the Hamptons this weekend. Sure was. And did you go swimming at all? Dude, you know what? I didn't, and I was pretty bummed out that yeah, I did Yeah, you probably didn't, because you probably, you probably didn't think you wanted to get your bird dogs wet, but you know you could have. I know. And dude, I was thinking that too, when we were at the wedding, and like we were saying, it has like a great beach club, they have uh, great tennis courts, uh, and a pool, and it's like, I could have done all of those things wearing my bird dog shorts. That's right. Everything that you could possibly have wanted to do in your life could be done in bird dog shorts. <laughs> That's true. There's not a thing you can't do. Not a single thing you can't do. Most versatile short we've ever seen. They also have great pants. They got all kinds of good stuff. The pants are really great too, man. And they honestly, are. they're underrated. Like they're not athleisure. They're they are pants. They Step are possible pants. Mm-hmm. They're like more of a khaki. That's right. With the silky lining still. Yeah. I find it to be a standout product. They have a khaki short, too, that's actually quite comfortable, and it has the built-in underwear liner. It doesn't ride up. It's perfect. It moves with you. So dope. Uh, and we love our bird dogs more than anything. So go to birddogs.com. <laughs> use promo code BANANA. <laughs> That'll that's get you time. a nice vessel in which to put whatever beverage you plan to imbibe that day. Hell, yeah. Uh, bro, that's, excuse me, birddogs.com. Promo code banana. Get some bird dogs, baby. Did you ever see the movie The Notebook? Yeah. So you know how um, she writes the diary? Yeah. And he reads it to her? Yes. And at the end, it says, she read this to me and you'll I'll come back to you? Yeah. That, by the way, just everybody's seen The Notebook, so I'm sure, but that's like yeah. one of the, yeah. It's a good twist. Massive spoiler. But I, can, I can't help but think, my God, to have to read this much to someone just to remind them that we're married every day forget it i'd find a new woman <laughs> but it's, the whole point of it is that it's very romantic i guess 
It is a very nice story. Such idea. a commitment. Oh my god. It's like reading a book on tape every day. That movie's like three hours long. You're telling me that every day I would be starting a total stranger? Right. It takes him the entire day every yeah, time. Yeah, and by the end they're holding hands. Then she slips out of it and flips out and he's weeping and it's like Ugh, that I, I, that would happen once and I'd be like, This isn't worth it. That seems She's not even gonna taxing. remember that I'm off with another woman because she doesn't remember who I am. True. So long, farewell, I am off to bang another. <laughs> that sort of thing. Right, right. Did and then they them. die holding hands. Did it, they do? Yeah, they fall asleep. They're dead. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that part. In the, in the bed, they die. Is, is that true? Pretty sure they die. <laughs> I don't think they do. I dude. think they die. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I that the cycle begins die. again. No. You hope they die. I, I think they die. The do two you? of them. I think they die at the same time. It's ridiculous. Yep, Ryan's giving me the nod. They do die. Dead elders. He at the seemed, end of notebook. That, that's a sort of a twist. Yeah, you know why he died? Because he, he, like he, he fucking good. wore himself out reading that goddamn diary to her. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking end of his energy. His heart gave out. My God. Dude, oh, Nobody yeah. should have to read that much every day out loud. Think of how much water you'd have to have. You'd have to have a Jesus lot. Even people who read books on tape, Obama, those kinds of people, they do it over the course of multiple days. <laughs> You know, they're not doing it every day. Reading the same book every day? That's some kind of Dionysian shit. Wow. You know Dionysus? Isn't that a god? Conde it's, it's Sisyphus. It's like uh, those the, the people who are condemned to do the same thing over and over. Mm. Tantalus. Maybe it's Tantalus. Tantalus was in the water. The water was at his feet. The grapes at his head. He'd reach for the grapes. The what's, vines which, would recede. What's this from? This is from like it's a Greek, Greek mythology. Yeah. Sisyphus rolling the rock up the hill. He'd get it to the top. It would tumble back Do down. He'd have to again. start it over again. Who was the first one I said? Dionysus. Not Dionysus. Dionysus was the god of, of food and wine, I think. So he actually had it pretty good. Tantalus and Sisyphus. Those two. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Uh, dude, that just reminded me. I went to like a to a Nazi like prison camp oh. like in, yeah, when I was in Poland. And like kind of like a Do less... Do you remember which one it was? It wasn't one of the famous ones. It was one of the, it was near like Poznan. It mm. was kind of like, there was nobody there. Oh. Uh, and there was this really fucked up thing where there was these really steep stairs, like really, really steep. And what they would do is they would make you like walk to the top of it with bricks in your back, in your backpack. And then once you got to the top, they would kick you down and make you do it again until you died. I was like, this is super fucked up. Dude. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> super creepy. You know, I don't think the, uh, concentration camps are something I will ever visit. Um, it's too heavy. It's I'm sorry. Heavy. Um, I feel like they are the site of such evil that I would I would have a bad reaction. I'd feel like it was seeping into me. You want to talk about haunted places? To call it a bummer is an understatement, but like there is some value to the. Um, sort of like never again situation. Yes, yes. Which makes those kind of things important so that people don't start acting like it never happened. Right. Now that the last survivors are sort of on their way out, it's kind of important. And it maybe not going to fucking concentration camp, but at least like making sure kids go to the museums and like genocide, you know what I mean? Like should not be happening. So these museums, uh, and not to be like, act like I know anything about this, but when I was in Africa, we'd be like hanging out, having all this fun. And the, everybody in, like, would be like you need to go to the to the genocide museum. Wow! Even like the coolest, cool, cynical comic. Yeah, would be like no, but for real, you need to go. And you went. Yeah, we went. It was like the most 
fucked up but yeah. like powerful thing uh, whatever no, that was a pretty no dark i know turn. no 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 it's fine I, I look i for me this may sound very if, if people have strong opinions i this is the kind of thing where i'd we're gonna get a bunch of dms from people being like i heard what you said and I actually went myself, and here's why I would recommend doing and it. I'd be, I'd be and I'd be open-minded to being to being told that. I'd love to see what people have to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. It's always interesting. But for me, um, I've read Night by Elie Wiesel, and I've read some of the other Holocaust literature. He was a professor where I went to school. Was he? Yeah. He like did a guest. He would like teach a class every semester or something yeah i went to a couple of the lectures pretty cool the scenes from those books have never left my brain mm-hmm. and i feel like uh that might be enough for me mm-hmm. to never forget does that make sense totally i don't know that i need the the sort of boots on the ground tour totally. of the gas chambers and the yeah. killing field whatever it is yeah yeah Totally. Uh, so anyway, well, hold on. I want. I have more to add. To please, 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 please. <laughs> so yeah. uh, there's a. It's on PBS. It's on. It's a Frontline episode that they've kept up. Uh, they recovered sort of like the first commissioned Holocaust uh, video that they made because they're like, oh, we need to make sure that people know about this because it was pretty fucked up. So they actually hired Alfred Hitchcock to oh, wow. like arrange it, and they basically show the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it's crazy and and it's also kind of crazy the way the differing styles with which they did it so like apparently the Russian when the Russians found some of the camps the Russians and like the Western forces found them kind of at the same time but different camps yeah and the Russians were like told the prisoners to put their like prison outfits back on to make like more compelling docu oh, footage wow. while the West did not do that anyway it all kind of covers I need to right is there a way you could look this up frontline like original hot if you have the stomach for it and this interests you, I really, this was really fascinating. Uh, obviously important subject material. Yeah. Um, it should not be taken lightly, obviously, but I think it's very interesting. I, there, in, in band of brothers, there's the amazing scene where the American, you know, GIs discover one of the camps in the woods and mm-hmm. the, the Nazis have left, but the prisoners start walking out to see the Americans and all of them in the show are gaunt and rail thin. And I, I couldn't help but wonder, did they hire actors who then like a hundred actors who basically starved themselves who did like just the to be extras right, right. on this show? Right. Or did they somehow miraculously cast a lot of people who we're, we're really that skinny. thin I, it's interesting i i it was it's such an amazing scene and i i can't imagine how you could convince so many That's people to undergo such a body transformation so unhealthy uh for such a short part in a in a yeah no, show. Totally. that's really really interesting um yeah. to to clarify for anybody who doesn't know like extra work you don't really make that much money uh it's it, by the way right it's a frontline episode if that makes the search easier oh you found it or oh okay I just heard you typing away over there. I wasn't sure if you were having trouble. Um, but extras don't make a lot of money. Like no. it's not it's not a job where they're like, all right, we're hiring you to be an extra, uh, but now you need to lose eighty pounds. Like it would never be. You make like a hundred dollars yeah. or two hundred dollars for the day. For the day. Um. So maybe they got paid as like special. I wonder. Yeah. Or yeah. Ryan, what do you got? 
So Alfred Hitchcock took the footage. And the name of the documentary is called German Concentration Camps Factual Survey. That's the title of it. It was wow, officially what released an in 2014. <laughs> That's the PBS one? Yeah, Frontline? it was officially released in 2014. It's a Frontline episode, right? I believe so. Yeah, okay. I oh. didn't even realize it was called that. It was crazy. But yeah, it's uh, pretty fucked up. Hmm. You know, Julio, I had some magic spoon for dinner the other night. <laughs> really? Yeah, That's I delicious. decided why not be why not be a little boy again? Sometimes you and just I, gotta be. I didn't feel guilty at all because it's so delicious, healthy, nutritious. It's all the fun of cereal without the guilt, uh, even at dinner time. Dude, absolutely. We love Magic Spoon here at Eats the Podcast. Zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Uh, note the honey nut flavor has one gram of sugar. Ooh. Oh, watch yeah. yourself now. Only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. And you can build your very own box. The nine available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, maple waffle, blueberry muffin, cinnamon roll, and honey nut. Wow. And as you guys have grown with the podcast, you've seen how Magic Spoon has increased their inventory. Hopefully you're as impressed as we are. Even more exciting, Magic Spoon just brought back their cereal bars. They were so popular that they brought them back permanently. It's the perfectly convenient on-the-go companion for your cereal. I feel like that's happened with every temporary item, bro. They brought them back permanently. Go to magicspoon.com slash oops to grab a custom bundle of cereal and be sure to use our promo code oops at checkout to save $5 off of your order. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops and use the code oops to save $5 off. Anyway, real quick. So are are we done with the Holocaust? We should move off the Holocaust, yeah. Um, Really quickly, I want to shout out Fucking Alamo rental car, Astor Place. Wow. Dude, I got to tell you, all I rent a lot of cars. Yeah. And I have a pretty strong sort of like dialogue about this because I do kind of need a car. And like at the end of the day, I just can't justify like starting a lease or buying one here because it's just such a pain in the fucking ass. And even if I'm overpaying for rentals, it still nets out like significantly less than what having my own car would for me. Yes, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I get sure. the convenience factor. Hill Dog disagrees with the sentiment she wants to get a car i know you guys have a car it's just my thing i'm dying this is the hill i'm dying on at this point Mm -hmm. so anyway i rent cars a lot dude how good they are at this place i really appreciate it Mm -hmm. like renting a car to me has always been the most lifeless just shitty process that just absolutely sucks and bro at this place the girl amanda who works there you walk in and she remembered everything that i was doing that weekend how was your how was the wedding? Oh my god. How was your birthday? I was like, oh what? God. I was like, dude, I will forever rent cars from you. And if yeah. if I get a better price somewhere else, I'll maybe we can do like a price match thing. But I just wanted to <laughs> shout them out, dude. I just was so gassed up about that. Nice. How no dope it was. Yeah, Jesus. Um, um there's on, on kayak. <laughs> I use kayak a lot for travel booking. Same. No free ads, but whatever. And you can do car rentals on there too, and they they rank, they give a rating to the car rental agency of the specific branch of that of that branch. Oh wow! I didn't so in that. L.A., you I know, use kayak too. Yeah, in L.A., you've got you know Dollar and Thrifty mm-hmm. and Alamo and Budget and Hertz and all that. And I can't Enterprise. I can't remember exactly which one is so much higher than the others. It's I think it's the one Hertz with, or Enterprise usually. It's probably Enterprise. Those are like the best ones. Yeah. And it's 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 a little more expensive, but you're talking about okay. I think it's like um, you're gonna have to take a shuttle from the airport to the car rental place, and little things like 
Enterprise is the first stop. Oh, that's nice. As opposed to the fourth. That's nice. You walk in and they have express. You can do an express. Hertz has it too. It's fucking checkout before. And you walk in and they legit hand you keys and say your car's over there. Dude, when I rented one in Florida, I didn't even talk to anybody. I just walked to the car from Hertz. And again, Hertz is more expensive too. But dude, it was so worth it. Yeah, it is. It is worth it. And then, and then when you're on a when you're on a two or three day uh, trip in a foreign city. Especially if it's work, having your own rental car, you can live out of it. There's so much comfort that comes in having your <laughs> it's own car. Really nice in L.A. Every time I go to L.A., I'm 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 renting a car automatically. Yeah, because I have to get so far. Yeah, I have to get around all these different places, and I can leave a bag in the car. I can leave, uh, you know, the, all that stuff, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking Ubers, which is a nightmare. So it got to a point with me where when Uber Pool was still a thing. Like I would go to LA and Uber pool everywhere and it was just so cheap that I was like, okay, granted it requires like an extra 10 or 15 minutes just in case the Uber isn't close, which a lot of the time it isn't, which it still, it backs you up a little bit, but the money was nice. The last time I was there, I didn't rent a car and it was a massive mistake. As we've talked about, Uber prices are way higher and there as well, uh, unsurprisingly. And mm. dude, like we'd call an Uber and it would be 40 minutes away. That's so dumb. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah, fuck Uber, dude. This sucks. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, All right. We're, we got to go back to your birthday. Okay. Um, man, I had, I had something else. It doesn't matter. Okay. So oh, I want to remind me to tell you about my dad. Did I talk, talk to you guys about my dad's trip? I know I talked about them being on a trip. And you I talked talk about, about how they ran into this, the yeah, other. But I didn't influencer. talk about how badly he fucked up the problem. My dad is the maybe got to be one of the worst travelers of all time, the poor guy. I'll, I want to talk about my birthday, but then we'll, I want to. Oh, really quick, him. you posted. Oh, that was funny. A right? video of him <laughs> on vacation, and you weren't with him. Did you see the what it, he posted just before? In the boat. Okay, so he posted. Dude, this <laughs> is so, awesome. No, no, but this is what this is how that came to be. So my dad, when we were in Costa Rica, he like started feeling himself because his content was doing so well on my page. Yeah. So uh, my same thing happens to my dad, dude. Dude, it's great. So it was funny. Have I told you my my dad thinks that because I am now a semi successful comedian, he must have that in him too. That's funny. My dad definitely thinks And that it's also. only because he never put his hat in the ring that, that he, he wasn't did. discovered. Otherwise, dude, totally. And it, because clearly the DNA comes from him my dad definitely feels that and so since my success in comedy whatever success i've had is an affirmation of his humor Uh to him Uh and then he is now flexing those comedic muscles Mm -hmm. with reckless abandon (laughs) Uh, at any turn i mean it is it is a full-blown comedy show because he's not actually getting up on stage right so any waiter any flight attendant Oh, You're God. they're at the mercy of his ugh, terrible act, dude. My dad too. You know when he's doing comedy mode because he starts like swearing a little more, and then it's just he goes, "Yeah, we're just." He goes, "Talking shit, man, talking shit," <laughs> and it's just him. So he's like running bits by me, and then I if I'm if I don't laugh, which a lot of the times I don't, I'm not just gonna fake laugh for the guy the whole time. Yeah, he'll be like, he kind of like gets a little taken aback that I'm not laughing. I'm like, listen, pal. You wanted to be in the big leagues. This yeah. is part of it. Yeah. You don't get to decide Fair. when people think it's funny. That's like how this fucking works, dude. And part of the problem is <laughs> Sierra for us is is such a generous laugher. 
that she does laugh at him, which which just charges his engine. Bless and her then heart. he starts shooting from the hip left and right. <laughs> and it's like, Dad, you gotta remember not all not all audiences are the same. She may be very uh she may be that loosey goosey proper drunk level audience on a Saturday <laughs> night, but the rest of us are that weak Wednesday after work tired crowd. Yeah. We're the church group that, you know, came on a on a whim and yeah. showed up to the comedy club and didn't expect you to be doing race jokes. Yep, exactly. So all um right. But anyway, so when I so I've I've decided at this point in the episode I'm going to save the wedding ex girlfriend yeah. minefield story for the fu- for the following episode. Mm. Keep you guys on the hook for the next one. Good. Um, okay, so my dad um, te- sends me this text. He goes, "I know you hate it when I suggest content, but this video is ridiculously funny. I'm singing that I'm taking a boat. Then I do a selfie. You should load it on your social media for my fans." <laughs> My fans. Then I sent. Then he sent me the video, and I was like, "Okay, this is actually good. Like, uh-huh. it's here. I'll show you. It's it's him. Yeah. He goes. You, you'll hear him here. He goes. I'm taking a boat, and then he just he kind of. He's not really smiling. He just kind of like shows himself. He's also wearing a Hurley hat, and I was like, "This is going to do well." And I, dude, I probably got like 600 DMs about this specifically. <laughs> Taking a boat. Like, where is he? That looks like Positano. That is where they were. Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. Like, good call. That's where my parents went on their honeymoon. Oh, wow. And I've still never been to this day. How romantic. But I'd like to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I've ever specifically been there, but that area is very nice. By the way, speaking of traveling, mm-hmm. since I know you love... I sure do. <laughs> all of our conversations, Sierra and I, about having children are now being determined based on what trips we feel like we gotta do before the before kids. we start trying that's interesting and uh japan is at the top of the list mm. because bro that could be the best place to take your kids as you've seen from you can send them off on the first errand uh, <laughs> at two years old Sorry, someone tells me continue. my kids wouldn't do that well carrying a bucket <laughs> of fish up a hill <laughs> You watched? Uh, no, you uh, told I described, me, and okay. that's all I'm thinking about. So funny. Yeah. Um, but Japan, you know, it's going to be a lot of eating and a lot of drinking. If she's pregnant. Totally. That's, that's true. That's not happening. True. Especially sushi. You're not supposed to eat sushi when you're pregnant. Oh, right. You know? Makes sense. So that'll probably be first, and then Patagonia is, is number two. Oh, man. So cool. I want to get those two trips in before we start trying. Sick, dude. Dude, I'd be down to make... If, we should do a fucking couples trip to Japan, dude. Just throwing it out there. Oh, that would be fun. If you wanted, I'm not trying to fucking tag no, no, on that your... that would be cool. That would, would be cool. I would find that to be very fun. You know, I'm curious about what is the right length for a couples trip? It's a very good question. Probably shorter rather than longer. Yeah, I don't know if you... You don't necessarily want two weeks. Unless you have a very firm, established understanding... Hey guys, we'll overlap. We're gonna go. We're gonna go do this for a day or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. You guys do that. Like we, we're gonna go do this. You guys want to do this? Not everything has to be together. The perfect scenario, most likely, just to make sure every because you know, like we're not gonna want to do the same stuff, and our styles might 
collide over time. But like for a few days, we can definitely certainly like handle it very, very easily. The move seems to be to overlap for a period of time during the trip and then like start the trip alone, overlap and the trip alone. That's not a bad idea. That sounds like a good. I think we would do well with you guys, though. You know, because we're such good friends and they're such good friends. Agreed. And everyone gets along. Um, Two weeks is just a long, it's just a long fucking trip. Yeah. Think about go, going to dinner every night together. Exactly. My, What's your biggest fear? What's your fear? Of our, us going on a trip together? Yeah. There's know. two fears. Us like getting in a huge fight. That's it. But there's two ways that that could happen, right? There's a lot of ways that that could happen. What's that supposed to mean? We don't fight. We don't fight. And if no. we did, we'd solve it immediately. Mm-hmm. The The fights that would be problematic would be, or that would suck, right? Would be if either we started fighting in front of you, as we've talked about, or you started oh, fighting in I don't front even, of us. That wouldn't bother me. No, but like just at that dinner, it's not that fun. Agreed. Right? Agreed. But if there is a cross party fight. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Like that you and Hillary fight. Really bad. That's bad. Now I would I would not do that. If if she and I started raising tension for whatever reason, I would instantly back down. Okay. And Sierra and you would never fight. I don't think so. And I don't by the way, I don't think Hillary and I would ever fight. Yeah, I would say, say that you and Hillary for some reason are more likely to Probably. fight. Probably. I think if, we're just if, a little more combative, just as people. Maybe. It's possible, yes. We're, we are yeah this is funny yeah but how would you handle it you know would you would you would you reach to me or to her and be like hey hey we've got you know our drinks are coming i would probably Who are you reaching to first i'd be holding my like big fucking like girly ass drink i'd be like guys guys come on <laughs> Popping out from the bamboo shoots that are in my drink. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> what if you and Sierra both got up to go to the bathroom at the same time to be like, just we're. Oh, uh, we'll give you guys a second. And we like continue just yelling at each other at some table or sushi counter in Tokyo. So there's a world where that like would be okay. And honestly, it could end up just being good for if there's a chance that, that would be absolutely terrible. But when you get to a level with people where you're doing that, that can a lot of time mean that you're just like really close, mm. which can ultimately be a net positive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, think about your closest friends who like you'll fight with them or like the idea of like Sierra fighting with them isn't as bad as other people. Yeah. But the problem is that Hillary and I have never fought. Of course. Yeah. So we don't know what sort of weapons the other person will use or is willing to use. Like, let's say that we were arguing about a topic, right? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, uh, something contentious, women's reproductive rights. I don't even know why. See, that's the thing. I think I think that, like, even though you joke about a lot of this shit, I think that, like, you guys probably have the same stance. I'm certain we do. These but, are really cool pants, by the way, dude. Oh, you like these? I was thinking that, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. These are... Um, <laughs> Some company called Corridor. Very sick. Which, by the way, I went into their store, which is in Fort their Green. Their store in Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, about a year or two ago, and the guy in there, I might have told you about this. He was with a couple of his buddies, and it was like the owner of the store, the guy who started the fashion mm-hmm. line, and was just talking to me in a way that was like, 
I was almost like I wanted him to think I was cool, so I bought a bunch of his clothes. Oh, that's funny. He's like he. I'd put something on in the dressing room, and he's, he'd be like, "That looks fucking sick." <laughs> it's his own clothes. Right, right, right. He, oh, like, he it's made so clever. It. And, and they yeah, they would swear sick. so casually. Yeah. And I'd be like, "All right, I gotta get it." You'd be like, "That is so fucking, uh, sick. fucking you sick. You are so fucking sick." Spent dude. like six hundred dollars. I. <laughs> I don't even know what I bought like five or six things and I brought them home and instantly I was like, God, I don't I don't know if I like any of this. Those are good pants. It just looked good in his eyes and I was seeing the clothing on me through his eyes. Right? But somehow in the space of time since I bought all these clothes, that company has become super cool oh, that's and awesome. super popular. And they have opened up stores in a bunch of places. It's still like inside. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I see I see a lot of their stuff everywhere. It's a very hot brand. And it's almost like the kind of thing where I could probably sell some of these clothes on like a used like the yeah, real real yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I'm wearing them now more because the brand has come into its moment. Love it. And I can't tell everyone I bought this stuff before it was cool. You can. Well, they wouldn't believe me. I know, but this is. But this is. But you actually. Why would you lie about that, dude? You, you, you have been the biggest sort of outspoken force to say that you catch on to every trend late. This is a big moment for you. I guess, but the the, (laughs) here's how unoriginal I am. I didn't like the clothing until it became popular. (laughs) I owned it, and I didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, it had its moment, and I started wearing it again. I was like, thank God I didn't throw this shit out. That's good stuff. Take it to Goodwill, thought about it. (laughs) Like, I'm never wearing this stuff. I, I bought it to appease the seller. All right. That's very good. Dude, I don't know if you noticed, I'm wearing my Rule of Threads joggers right now. Yeah, I had a feeling. Describe I, I, I this did as notice. kind of an army green. It is a nice army green. I said it to myself, did Julio join the armed forces? And I said, <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, rocking the sort of uh, USS. Yeah. Who's this veteran next yeah. to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, it's the best. It's sort of the best kind of menswear basics out there. It's hard for us to describe exactly how comfortable and wonderful Rule of Threads clothing is. Uh, you got to just trust us on this and try it for yourself. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. My personal guarantee. Will I give you your money back? No. <laughs> I'm not the brand. <laughs> yeah, talk to them if you have a problem. Yeah. Uh, but dude, this is the best. I mean, clean, simple, premium menswear basics. Everything you need for any time in the year. Joggers, tees, polos, Henley tees. They're coming out with some more stuff. Uh, hoodies and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff. Looking forward to seeing all that. All their spring and summer colors are amazing. Uh, and it's super, super comfortable and unique, honestly. I really love this brand. We love working with them. You got to get yourself some Rule of Threads. Go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS20 for 20% off of your order. Uh, ruleofthreads.com. OOPS20. You're going to get, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. All right. We were talking about Hill Dog and you fighting. Hillary and I are fighting about reproductive, women's reproductive You're fighting about rights. something. Well, you are, let's move it off I that. I don't even like that because Not it's Not a political topic. We're fighting about, I have no idea. So what, like, maybe one of you just like, see, I think, yeah, okay, whatever. Sorry. What maybe we're just, maybe I, I start talking shit about somebody she likes. And I don't know that she likes that person. And she's like, actually, uh, she's a really nice person. And I, I'm like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I continue to, to double down. It's, it's hard to anticipate hard to what this, this fight would have been about. It wouldn't have. But it could be about anything. You never know. If you're like couple, on, on trips, there's usually a fight. Yeah. She's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
let's say that I'm just shitting on Chicago. You're saying that like people from the Midwest are like lesser people. They're not smart. I don't know. You were Whatever. just being. Yeah, I'm being okay. an asshole. You're being a dick. <laughs> just being an asshole. I've had seven sakis. I'm, you know, I'm a bunch of lychee martinis. I'm feeling the sauce. I'm, I'm like, wow. I'm surprised we got Hillary from here. She's from the Midwest. They don't like to leave their okay. their ridiculously simple state. Um, from whence they come and she's like actually I take offense at that and whatever and it starts escalating right okay she's okay yeah Um, so where does it go from here like you know why we we, we get oh this is what I was going to say we don't know what the other person is going to bring in terms of weapons right Mm -hmm. and so maybe I'm like I think I'm joshing and playfully like poking and sparring with her but then all of a sudden she says something like fucked up really personal and that's where and then all of a sudden i'm like whoa 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 and she's like well why you know we've been going back and forth and that's where you draw the line that seems arbitrary and it's this insult that i've chosen is too far she doesn't think it is because I was the one leading the charge, mm-hmm. right? And we that's that's where the uncertainty of a couple fight having where the we can't fight she and I like siblings or friends mm-hmm. because we've never fought. Right. So we don't know where the other person is willing to go, nor do we know where the what the other person's appetite or or threshold for fighting is. So this is my thought. I think that both of your appetite for that fight specifically is very low. But my fear is <laughs> when all of a sudden we just like started getting on each other's nerves or something and like you guys go back to your hotel room and you're like, I want to I want to leave. Like, I don't want to stay on this trip Oof. with them. And then you like make an excuse that like I can tell is a lie. That's such a martyr move. <laughs> such a petulant martyr move. Whatever it ends up being, like I, that feels like a much more realistic outcome than like an actual fight. I'm not that guy though. I'm not the pack my bags guy. You you may not be the pack your bags guy, but you could be the make it seem like everything's fine guy when it's not guy, which is stressful. I too am that guy. Do you still show it though? Maybe not. Do you still? You, well, it you, depends what's wrong. If I'm mad about something, maybe it would be harder for me to hide it. But like, if she, what if like she was Hillary was so annoyed at you or something, and that just is like a bummer. Like I wouldn't want that to happen. No, of course. Or any way around. Or I'm I offended Sierra and yeah. I didn't mean to. And then I actually would respond really well to you being like, "Listen, dude, you." <laughs> I know. Have, and I'd be like, oh my God, I did not mean that. And you're like, I know you didn't, but like maybe if you could apologize, you would really appreciate it. That feels like honestly realistic to me. Like yes. that could happen somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. But what if you just didn't agree? What if you didn't think you had done anything wrong? Or what if you were both offended? Okay. So and you said, I expect an apology from her. So. If all of a sudden... I would never... That would never happen. I would never... I would let it go. I would give it to her. But if I offended her, I would accept the fact that I have offended her, whether or not I thought I was right or wrong. The fact that she took it offensively means to me that I have offended a person who's not easily offendable. She's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, she's chill. Yeah. She gets it. She's very resilient. I then, no matter what I think, 
I'm like, I used poor judgment. Whether, whether or not I was right or wrong, I used poor judgment there and I offended a person who I care about. Therefore, I will apologize and mean it and this will be over. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think, you're, I think your self-assessment there is correct. You're not a hard, you're not an unmovable object. Yeah, usually. You, you are um, open-minded to your own faults and you're not so stoic as to die on a hill and, as I said, pack your bags, martyr yourself. Yeah. Or or we're, we're going to stay in another hotel, you know. Yeah, yeah, We just yeah, need yeah, a little dear, space. No, yeah. It's fine. We just need to cool off. We'll see you guys at the temple tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll, meet, we'll meet at the temple. We'll take a picture. Everything's going to be yeah. fine for right now. Everyone go back to their separate quarters. That's uh, so funny, yeah. dude. Um, boy, Kojai is jumping away from all the... We brought Koji Man in today, and now he's... He's now been he's, really good. He hasn't even be, he has been breathing been loud. All right, I'm going to let him out. Let him out. Hold on. Okay. Julio! <laughs> I started taking athletic greens because I said to myself, you know, I need my gut to be in decent shape. Love it. I have major gastrointestinal issues. People think I smell bad. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of leakage that occurs everywhere I go, every step I take, every wish you make. I'm proud of you for using buzzwords, dude, talking yeah. about the gut for such an anti-establishment yeah. guy. And and I had this gut check, and I said, not good enough. So <laughs> I decided to get involved with Athletic Greens, and ever since I've added that to my morning regimen, I have been feeling a lot better, and I've been smelling a lot better. Wow, Francis, you must really love this product. I sure fucking do. And oh. I do, too, and here's why. <laughs> ah, I'm it's supposed fine. to say that. Ah, it's fine. Yeah, they're cool. Athletic Greens is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, that contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good, and it costs you less than $3 a day. If you're investing in your health, then that's not that much money, not to mention it's less than your cold, cold brew habit. And it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Uh, Athletic Greens founder was a guy just like you. He was having gut health issues. He experienced a ton of gut health issues, and he ended up uh, on a complicated supplement routine to recover. Cost him a hundred bucks a day to not smell terrible. That's expensive. (laughs) And instead, uh, he discovered the AG1 formula. It's really good stuff. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional interest. So I got Hillary a bunch of stuff, but like none of it was that great, honestly. Like some of it she's ended up not even using. Like kind of some of the prized items of the gift were sort of a bust. Mm, um, that's a bad feeling. Of course, it's the thought that counts. And I, I'm sure I got her some stuff that was valuable and good. I can't really remember everything that I got her. Um let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel worse about prized gifts that are busts that you give or that you receive? Give, for sure. I don't give a fuck about getting gifts. No, but listen to me. Okay. Hillary gets you a prized gift. It's a bust. Uh-huh. You don't like it. You don't wear it. It just sits in your closet as a reminder of her lack of uh understanding of what you want is that make you feel bad sometimes it has in the past i've had girlfriends that have like just completely 
miss the mark so much that it's like, do you even know who I am? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. Hills is just such a thoughtful person. Like she would never be that bad at giving a gift. I got a gift for someone once. I was in China and they have a, did I tell you this? No. I, they had a, uh, there's a pearl market. Pearls are a big thing over there in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And I'd been told to go to the pearl market. It's a great place to pick up a gift for your mom, your sister, your girlfriend, whatever. And I went to the pearl market. I had a recommendation of a seller that I should see and tell them, hey, I'm friends with this guy. They'll get you a good deal. And I was, you know, you go back and forth between freshwater pearls and saltwater pearls and the level of perfection. And I got the girl I was seeing at the time, a really nice pearl necklace from the pearl market in shanghai it's like a thing and i brought it back for her and she just she didn't even try to be happy about it i think she said something like i could i this is the kind of thing like a harvard girl would wear which somehow was like the most she took it as like a preppy thing but she's like this is from china yeah it was supposed to be a kind of a cultural gift and I, i i would have thought any woman could potentially find some occasion to wear a pearl necklace uh especially if there was some kind of cool backstory to it it's not like i bought it at the main mall and she took it as you were trying to make her look like i don't even know Catherine, who's fifth generation yeah my grandfather started this club right exactly situation yeah i think yeah i think it was sort of a but but also just that she would never wear something like this not that i was imprinting upon her how i wanted her to dress it was a miscommunication. I, I just didn't I didn't know that pearl necklaces carried such a stigma. It seemed right. like a pretty neutral gift. That's not your fault. That was a miscommunication. You missed the you didn't take the temperature. But properly. it never sat well with me that she had such a negative. Oh, reaction. interesting. Yeah, agreed. That's because nice. I You're have always endeavored to lie about liking things if someone got them for me. Um yeah, same. And I and listen, it's okay. You don't you don't want to take away when somebody really hits a home run with a gift. Yeah. But it's okay to like have a baseline of very positive. Totally. And and I'll even wear things or I will make a point to obligingly wear something that I do not like if it was a gift simply to give the giver pleasure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make them feel validated in their choice. It's nice, dude. I remember one time I got one of my girlfriends uh a couple pieces of jewelry and it was during a time where I had no money at all. And I literally opened a credit card. I, and I think the limit was $1,500. I spent all $1,500. Maybe it was 800. I spent the entire limit of the credit card and she literally didn't even acknowledge the gift at all. She was like, Oh, thanks. And her sister witnessed this and was like, these are really nice. Like you should be more grateful. Oh God. Well, do you like, know oh, what the gift was? You don't want to say it was some jewelry thing. It wasn't like it, I tried to make it sentimental. Like I tried to make it something that had her favorite number in it, which I realized when I had asked her what her favorite number is, she just like made something up basically. Like uh, the number wasn't actually important to her. And it was actually, okay. It was jewelry made out of the original, like, uh, numbers on the doors of her apartment building that was previously kind of like a big hotel, big like fancy hotel, oh. famous hotel. And they repurposed them into jewelry. It was like this cool thing. And plus something else. Like it was, I was really thoughtful and then it just completely, yeah. and it was, and then I was just in debt and unappreciated. Wow, dude. that's tough, man. Beat. 
Well, <laughs> I, I I wanted to bring this up to you really quick. Uh, but first, Chris, did you have a thought there? I just have a funny pearl story because I like I wear pearls every day, and there was this one time I was at the bar, and there was this older lady, uh, I'd say a cougar. She was just hanging around the bar, and her husband <laughs> was hanging around in the back, and she was just like flirting with everyone. She's like, "Oh, those pearls, uh, you're like a a grandmother, but cooler." I was like, God. "Damn, bro. oh, Tough thanks." Out. That's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> You should have been like, you wouldn't get it, you fucking yeah, old bag. You pull it off. The pearls look good on you. I should have yeah. given you that fucking necklace. <laughs> yeah, you should have. You would have been really appreciative. So, you know, it is what it is. I, but but as far as, cre- now we're talking about credit, right? Getting in, you know, getting credit. I, I, I think this relates to what you just said. Over the weekend, I was in Boston, did some shows at Laugh Boston. Super fun time. Thanks for everyone who came out a lot of pod listeners love you all and i uh at the, the staff was amazing the staff at laugh boston is probably the best i've ever seen at any comedy wow. club wow if i'm honest they will pounce on someone oh, in the nice. audience taking even a photo oh wow my mom my parents came my, my parents came to see me and it's the first time they've seen me do stand up in probably like three or four years oh wow fun since the wilbur i think oh wow Maybe they came after that in Maine, but they saw me and they were so excited because it was, I'm better now than I was. Mm -hmm. And they used to get really nervous and they were like, this is the first time we've seen you where we weren't nervous. Oh, nice. Um, so, uh, but my mom went to take a photo of me and one of the staff jumped on her and was like, you can't take pictures. What are you doing? Oh my God. She was like, oh, it's my son. Is it okay? And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But at the end of the weekend, uh, you know, I'd sold pretty well. I'd made some good money. And so I was really excited and I wanted to tip the staff out. Uh, and, you know, you, when you're at a comedy club in your green room, typically one member of the wait staff will come into the green room and just ask if you want any food or a drink or whatever. And, and I'll always tip that person. But the whole staff had done so well that I wanted to give the staff uh, a, a sort of a big a bigger tip to share that's nice and i had a hundred dollar bill in my wallet and i had already walked out but i was like you know what they fucking deserve it and i walked back in and they were kind of the club had, was shutting down they'd cleaned up it was late and i i handed i said this is for you guys is there any chance you can sort of split that uh among the whatever four or five members of the staff that are here and she was like oh okay and I was like, okay. That was weird. Thank you. Bye. And I walked out. It was as though asking her to split it had created more of a headache for them. Okay. And there was no thank you. Mm-hmm. And I also don't even know if she split it with the other staff. Mm-hmm. So none of that goodness that i wanted to feel for totally selfish reasons of giving what i considered a chunky tip came back to me and as i walked out i was like i shouldn't have done that Mm. yeah i don't know dude i i I realize i'm in a way i sound like an asshole like of course if the money they deserved it and it's that it's that famous i don't even know some john wooden quote or something where like you know the people who work hard when no one's watching 
or do good things when it's the do good things when no one is watching that mm-hmm. are are the best or something. It's like you should tip, you should do these things, not because you'll get credit. But I think Seinfeld's also done this, where it's like if there's a tip jar on a at a coffee shop and you go to put the money right, in, just as sure the they see it. barista turns their back, you'll wait. Yeah, and then drop it in so they can see it. You want the you want credit. To, you just of, want them to see at least. Of course, you want the credit. But it's like a tree fell in the woods thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. You need someone needs to witness it happening. Now, let's also just acknowledge, while a hundred dollars is a lot of money, split amongst you know five people, it's not that much. Okay, but it's still more than you need to give. You didn't need to give them anything. Yes, and give them a twenty dollars tip. I'm sure there's comedians who tip their green room person twenty bucks. Not to mention, which is, I had which is been, too low. I had been tipping every night. That's I tipped the every green night. person. Yeah, yeah. But like the t- at the end of the bucks. weekend, they'll give a 20 box. Pro- I bet there's yeah, people who do that. Totally. Um, or don't tip at all. So to give context, yeah, it's unusual to tip the kind of greater staff. So in theory, it is a nice gesture. Uh, but yeah, it, is, it can be kind of surprising when you over when you over tip or tip when you don't need to and people don't don't like get excited. There had been <laughs> specific people on the staff that I was thinking of when I thought I should give this mm-hmm. tip, mm-hmm. Um, who had gone above and beyond, had set aside really good seats for my parents, you know, made sure that they were guided and greeted and all that, all, just little things. And the tech guy was amazing. The sound booth guy, they just, they, everything was set up, was so well run. And I thought, these are the people. And the person I gave it to, I hadn't had much interaction with. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. It just I I walked out being like I probably should have found a way to break up that hundred and then hand out the twenties individually, both mm-hmm. because then the money would have found its intended recipient, and also I would have gotten five x <laughs> the validation <laughs> that I sought so desperately. Is there a chance that there were like way more employees than you thought? Possibly, and that that de- what that- am I supposed to do? What's the amount then? Hundred bucks is uh, giving a hundred dollar bill at the end of a weekend seems fair to me to five people if there's like what if there's like bus boys and like i'm just i'm wondering why that would have been greeted with any sort of like why that would have been controversial i can't wrap my head my guess is that they like closed the register and that she was now gonna have to have a hard Uh time uh because i said can you break this up and 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 you know do you guys split tips do you pool tips which i assumed they did because most places do or if they don't they can right and I don't think it was the amount of money that she was nonplussed. But were about. they all the wait staff? This group that you were addressing? It was like manager, okay. bartender, right. sound. I don't know. So who a lot. Of, so there. maybe yeah, maybe like a lot of those people don't normally get tipped. So pooling them is like a new thing. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I actually don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah, you're like I just shouldn't have done this. This clearly wasn't enough money to make an impact giving more would have been weird giving and like you yeah. need to give them anything yeah um that sucks <laughs> after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if we've learned anything it's that there's always a catch so when we when we first heard of mint mobile and how they offer premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month we thought what's the catch but after talking to them and using their service it all made sense there isn't one mm. mint mobile secret sauce Francis. That's awesome. Is the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores, pass the sweet savings directly on to you, the consumer. Uh, it's good stuff. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. 
Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, uh, whether you're buying for one or for a family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number uh, along with your all your existing contacts, which I've always found to be clutch. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, if you're interested in, in getting in the action, get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get a plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash oops. That's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash oops. I almost got hit by a car yesterday. What? This was bad. Walking? I was on a city bike. Gotta be careful. This was really bad, dude. This was an interesting moment in my life. An important moment. Okay. Um, Are you in your little helmet? So here's what it was. I jogged to this hill at the at the for, that separates sort of Brooklyn Heights from Dumbo. There's a big steep hill, and I was Is planning it Vinegar Hill. No, that's the other, the other way. direction. Okay. Um, but this hill is steep, and occasionally in my life, I've used it for fitness. And I was planning to just do a long jog, but I I got to the hill, which was already kind of far away, and I said I don't want to do the long jog, so I'm going to do hill sprints. And I ran up the hill eight times, and I got to the top, and then I would walk down, and as soon as I got to the bottom, I would run up again, and I would time myself each time I had to do it under. 40 seconds and uh i was listening to good music and then when i got to the top for my last one i was really worn out and so i got instead of jogging back home i got on a city bike because they had a station right at the top of the hill and i kept my earbuds in Mm. so i was riding a bike with headphones on which is a really dangerous thing because first of all, I was worn out and sort of panting with that head high and body fatigue where at the end of a workout, you just don't have your senses about, you know, you're not mm. really thinking. Plus, I was in the zone of the music and I biked home and I would say that 90% of the bike ride home was along walking paths along the water. So it was just sort of slowly meandering biking dodging people weaving in and out on the way home i biked over a five dollar bill stopped and picked it up i found a five dollar bill i thought i'm going to talk about that on the podcast (laughs) that's how things that's how well things are going right now i'm finding money that's great keep going quiet streets of dumbo i get to the last 20 feet i'm sort of not even thinking i've got my headphones in uh there's the bike station the city bike station is on my left and i don't even realize it but i'm kind of biking in the middle of the street on a one-way street and so a car an uber i can't hear it i have no idea that it's behind me has clearly been like trying to get around me decides to pass me on the left right Mm -hmm. normally well, that's important because um, the the city bike station was on the left. And I see an open dock and I immediately turn uh, to bring the bike into the dock and the car. Oh, God. It's coming straight at you. T-bone. He's right behind me, but he's trying to pass me on right, the left. Right. And so 
I think he came very, very, very close. Mm. And when he was trying to pass me, he, he was like accelerating. Uh-huh. And so thank God for this driver who slammed on his brakes, stopped trying to pass me because I had just right. basically made a left turn in the middle of the street because I couldn't hear him. Yeah, But I see him and I park the bike. The driver is like, Saying something, I take my head, but I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. In the back seat, there was a woman with her young daughters, and they were looking out like, oh my God, we almost oh killed God. a guy. And then a guy from across the street, who was a really cool looking dude, cool sneakers on, he goes, man, that was almost it for you. Wow. Did you even, were you unsure until he said that? Correct. Wow. That drove the point home. He goes, that would have been it. That's fucked up, dude. He goes, you have no idea, like you have no idea how close that was, and you would have been done. Now I don't know exactly how he knew that. It, it don't, you know. It just felt like I wasn't wearing my helmet because I'd, I'd come from a run, and uh, that happened. And I, I got mean, he was off- accelerating. You would, yeah, and the way you're describing it, you would have been fucked. Uh, yeah, dead yeah. or quality of life very much lower real after bad. surviving real bad Oy. not walking down the aisle at my wedding you know damn dude and um i parked the bike and just had a moment of like jesus man reel it in what am i doing like fucking figure it out <laughs> you can't do this you can't be that reckless mm-hmm. at this point there's there's stuff to play for now. Mm-hmm. We're on the eve of life really mattering. You right. know, it's all discovery until now, at which point it's life is a bit of a job and you work for the people in your life. My life belongs not just to me anymore, but mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to Be you guys there, as dude. a member of this group, to my fiance, obviously, my parents... There's just, I can't, I can't be goofing around like that. Be careful, bro. You gotta be careful. Yeah, it was a bit of a, bit of a come to Jesus moment. Uh, Anyway. Light flash in front of your eyes. Yeah, it did. And then I looked up to the, I hate that, I hate that I do this, but I become, I'm very selectively religious. But when something fucked up happens, you become religious. I looked up to the sky and said, thank you. Yeah, and I feel like God's looking down and being like, "You fucking fairweather fan, <laughs> you, you're only doing that when I get when I when I snatch you from yeah. the claws of death." Mm-hmm. But you're not one of my you're not one of my supporters. You only root for me when you're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When your back's up against it, you're just a, a hail mary guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm glad you reconnected with God, dude. Yeah. So, um, after all that. You're thinking about the chaplain and the Uber. Ah, that's right. (laughs) Well, I wonder if it was that guy on his his way to some other fake errand. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, dude, I'm glad you lived to tell the tale. Yeah. City biking is not something to be taken lightly. No, no. And Um, I city bike today, but I wore my helmet. Good. Yeah. All right. It's not like a helmet would have done much there. Well, it would. It would do a lot more than you think. Really. Because to me, it's like if I'm wearing a city bike, oh, excuse me, if I'm wearing a helmet and I'm city biking and I were to die, then there was nothing that right, could okay, have been done. Fair. You're going to die. You but if you're helmet. wearing a city a helmet and you're city biking, 
you're protecting your skull mm-hmm. and the skull and as far as car accidents go is the ultimate uh life or right. death button interesting where if that goes you're in big trouble true and it, also if you're wearing a helmet and you die everyone will mourn your death more whereas if you weren't like ah, oh, well he wasn't wearing a helmet exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um dude before we wrap it up i still since i have not yet gotten to it i want to just quickly since probably everybody's wondering what hill dog in fact got me from my birthday oh good yeah yeah we will, yeah we can wrap up with that um so that we don't go too long here but um okay so she got me she obviously took me to a really nice dinner or whatever she got me these like really sick uh shoes to go with a tuxedo the ones that I already have were cool, but she she like got me these really sick like Gucci ones. That oh, are like, what? Yeah, Gucci? Are sick, yeah. Are you for real? Mm-hmm. Like loafers? No, but like for a tuxedo. Are they patent leather? No, but like they're like slip they're, on or tie. They have, they have good, laces. They're not slip on. Wait, no, not tie. They don't. No, but it's like, but like the buckle is like kind of like a it's mute. A buckle. It's like a muted gold. It's like a very cool looking. The, the shoe. Gucci, the Gucci loafer, kind of. Yes, it's like a yeah, some version of that. Um, which I don't really have. I have like a pair of shoes to go with the tuxedo. You need that, but not like a, a like fancy, not one this fancy. So that was sick. Very psyched about that. She also got me Bad Bunny tickets. Oh my god, dude! Uh, and I can't actually go the weekend he's in New York. So in another city. With the rental car taken care of as well. <laughs> Super fucking thoughtful, dude. Wow, dude. Um, that is sick. You know? So very, very, very thoughtful and sweet. That's awesome. And, uh, today she was kind of talking about, so we have to go to a wedding in Europe, couple. Uh, but one of them, we uh, we have like a plan to like add a couple days on the front and the back end or whatever. And she's like, well, maybe I can use my travel stipend uh, to cover like whatever, some of the stuff or something. And I was like, can you not like do any more? Like, yeah, please yeah, yeah, let yeah. me like, let us just do this normal. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel guilty. Now, the only thing I would say to you is to, um, sorry. What was he doing? I was gripping the mic, uh, talking really loud. The only thing I would say to you is that recall the feeling that you have when you give a good gift. That's good for you too. It's not, yeah, that's true. So I'm sure that she does feel good giving you gifts too. She really did a good job. Yeah, she, really, really She's not helpful. keeping score probably. Really thoughtful. Yeah, knowing her as I do, <laughs> even though she is from the Midwest. <laughs> uh, let's take it out. That's Oops the Podcast. That is Oops the Podcast. That's Oops the Podcast, guys. Gee, you got anything fun coming up? Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff in July. We're still locking in the dates, but it looks like I'm going to be in Tampa from the 14th to the 17th um, doing a bunch of shows in the area. So I'd love to see you there. Those tickets are coming soon. Boston, the 25th. That, those tickets coming soon, too. Seattle, the 28th. Uh, and then some more stuff coming up too. Wow. Awesome. All on my website. I've got Apple Appleton, Wisconsin, sort of the last stop on my tour for now, uh, which I'm I'm very glad to uh have it be coming to an end. But it's been amazing. Uh Skyline Comedy Club. Tickets for that, FrancisSellis.com. Hope to see you guys there. That's June thirteenth. June twelfth and eleventh and thirteenth, maybe. Uh love you all. Thank you so much. See you guys soon.